The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. As you will have heard in the news headlines there uh, from Eamon, a spokesperson for the Department of Integration, saying that they can no longer provide accommodation to all international protection applicants due to a severe shortage. Uh, so women and children will be the focus in terms of accommodation, but men may be provided sleeping bags and tents and no more than that. Enda O'Neill is with me. Head of office at the UNHCR Ireland at the UN kind of refugee agency and Teresa Bushkovska is with me as well, a former immigrant um, uh, of, of the Immigrant Council of Ireland and a migrant rights uh, expert. Uh, you're both very welcome to the show. Um, and uh, people will have heard actually as well from Eamon um, the uh, Tanishta, um rejecting your criticism. He said it's too simplistic to say that they should have seen this coming. Why do you say he's wrong? Well, I think uh, my comments earlier today may have been uh, slightly lost in translation. What I was talking about is uh, the arrivals this year, which uh, they do fluctuate a little bit, but uh, they've mostly stabilised both on the IP side and the Ukraine side. So um, in terms of new asylum seekers this year, it's uh, about 5.7% lower than it was at this time last year. um, And it's more or less tracked similar trends. So... Given that, should we find ourselves in the situation we are in today? Was it inevitable that we would get to this point? It's been heralded several times, you know, a, a, a looming kind of cliff edge is coming and the government have managed to kind of stave it off, but we seem to have finally gotten to the cliff edge. Yeah, um, maybe a victim of their own success in many ways in, in being able to, to scramble and, and respond to the uh, the urgent immediate needs. But uh, the, the longer term response is, I think, the 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 reason why we are where we are uh, today. Look, I think straight off we have to say that what happened last year was completely unprecedented and remarkable and Ireland has responded incredibly well in many respects. Um, the difficulty is shifting from that initial response towards a much more sustainable longer term response. Um, I think particularly when it comes to accommodation for international protection applicants, there's a whole history there going back many years on what needed to be done to reform that. The government has a policy, the white paper on uh, drug provision. Um, that's been in place for a number of years. A key aspect of that is the state uh, acquiring or building uh, accommodation for asylum seekers. Now, that aspect of the white paper has not progressed very much at all. And that and it's that over-reliance on the private market, which is why they are not completely in control mm. of the levers to respond to this. Uh, Teresa Butchkowska, like I say, is with us as well, uh, formerly with the Immigrant Council of Ireland. She's a migrant rights expert. Teresa, it strikes me, I mean, there's kind of a number of problems in parallel, there's the, the immediate, the acute problem of people being handed sleeping bags and tents tonight. There's the kind of mid-range problem of, of the asylum process not being fit for purpose and that work of reform not progressing. And then there's the, the long range. We we're talking about kind of COP28 earlier and the fact that this is going to be an issue, kind of migration of people is and the, and the balancing of of. of our obligations and resources. It's something we're going to have to get used to struggling with um, in this country. We might start with the acute crisis. I mean, uh, this is a situation that nobody wants. Is there a, a an obvious short-term solution to it? 
Um, absolutely. It's a heartbreaking situation for anyone to be told in the freezing temperatures that you have to sleep outdoors because there is no room for you. I can't imagine to be in that situation. But I also believe that the government is not really thinking very creatively and in a positive way to um, approach this this issue and finding a creative solution. Um, during my time when I was working at the Immigrant Council of Ireland, um, we were getting repeated uh, requests from the department to uh, spread them to help them spread an information that they are looking for hotels willing to um, transform the business model into a reception center for refugees and asylum seekers. But they were looking for a very specific um, accommodations type with lots of beds. So if they were giving given an, an option of a smaller hotel, they were not even considering that. And that is indication that there is a lack of really a creative vision for what we could do as a state, uh, and we can provide some emergency solutions right now for short-term solutions, like, for example, transforming some um, warehouses spaces just to offer people some sort of shelter and a safe space, especially after the Dublin riot right now. It's, streets are not very safe for people coming from abroad seeking um, asylum in Ireland. And that's what I worry about, the safety of people, the low temperature and the lack of any basic shelter for people that we should be providing as a country. Uh, and uh, like, what what do we do for those people who are being sent out onto the street tonight in kind of perishing December weather? Yeah, I mean, the weather is absolutely freezing at the moment. I mean, unfortunately, if you leave it to this point, there's, there are very few options. Um, you can do more of what they've already been doing, which is tents, which are really far from ideal, should be used for the shortest period possible. Um, but really, in terms of short-term options, I think the only acceptable uh option available to the state is to use state-owned land and uh, pods, modular build units that can be put on very quickly. And we've seen that uh, been done in some cases by private contractors. Um, so there's no reason why uh, that kind of approach can't be scaled up just to meet the immediate mm. needs to avoid... And, and the point I was making, Therese, to Therese as well, about kind of short-term problems and then longer-term problems. I mean, there'd be people who'd say, right, the, the war in Ukraine, this was kind of an unprecedented influx yeah. of... of, of of uh, refugees and it's true to an extent but you know we are if you kind of read what is happening we are going to be dealing with kind of mass movement of people that there is a need isn't there for kind of developed countries to accept the reality that we're going to have to come up with some sort of system yeah. uh, beyond like let's pull up the drawbridge when we kind of run out of emergency accommodation that manages all of that aren't we? I think just at this very moment Sorry, I, I, go, go on Teresa you jump in there no, yeah, okay, sorry, thanks. No, I was just going to say, like, definitely, it's not only the issue with asylum seekers. Migration is, is, is just a, a constant feature of our lives. This is not going anywhere. It's not only about people coming to Ireland seeking asylum, which are very vulnerable because they have no place to stay. But the general population uh, is also seeking, um, general migrant population is also in need for, for accommodation. And I don't see any plan being put in place to address this issue in future, as if the government is kind of putting a blind eye on what's happening. And I feel like there is this tension between different departments of who's supposed to be leading with the responsibility for supporting uh, people seeking asylum, because those people who are who will be sleeping on the streets, they're just going to be provided service by homeless services. So the Department of Justice is just pushing away the responsibility to a different department. And um, NGOs are going to be using already scarce resources to provide um, immediate assistance to those people. So I feel like we are lacking leadership here and we are lacking here really 
acknowledgement that migration is no going nowhere and it's going to happen and it's part of our life and it's about making a sustainable plan, short-term, medium-term and long-term plan. And uh, is that white paper, I mean, is, the, is that the, the pathway to a sustainable long-term plan? I think that's definitely part of it. Um, there's one aspect which isn't addressed in the white paper, which is the longer-term housing needs. So um, just to follow on from Theresa's point there, the Housing for All plan was based on uh, net inward migration uh, figures of 30,000 a year at the higher end. Last year, um, it was over 77,000. So the assumptions on the projected housing needs are, are no longer uh, applicable. So we have to have sufficient accommodation stock for people who are already here, but also to anticipate those who are coming in. And in the context of uh, asylum seekers, there's over 6,000 people who have their status, who are uh, currently in accommodation, normally used for asylum seekers because they they can't move on fast enough. They're um, getting their status faster than people can move out of the system. So that's not sustainable. You can't continuously grow at the, the, the amount of housing stock you have in the IP system um, and it, it's also not positive for people's integration prospects. Uh, Theresa, um, I mean, if you look at the text line uh, here, um, you can guess some of the text coming in, not exclusively, I'm not kind of painting everybody with this uh, uh, brush, but you can imagine what they are. The dogs in the street saw this coming. The government decided to call any such warnings as the work of the far right. Well, guess what? The government was very wrong again. Are you guess aware about all the Irish homeless uh, in this country of which over 4,000 are children? I mean, we find ourselves embroiled or kind of maybe on the precipice of being embroiled in a in an immigration culture war at the moment. And that's the other problem with all of this, isn't it? This kind of, I guess this gives very obvious ammunition to people who would see us pull up the drawbridge and say, right, that's it, no more. Yeah, I think I think this is a, a huge div- uh, danger right now, especially ahead of the of the local elections and the European elections. But I want to remind everyone: Ireland is not a poor country. Ireland has resources. It's only about the management of those resources. We have over 160,000 empty housing units. How come we have such a big homeless population? And I'm not trying to say that one population, one vulnerable population, should be uh, prioritized over another vulnerable situation. Every person that is homeless in Ireland deserves a warm and safe space to sleep tonight. And I cannot really understand why this is not being given uh, to people in need. Uh, given that we are one of the most rich countries in, in, in not only Europe, but on, also in the world, how are we looking about after our own citizens? And uh, how are we looking about after people who are seeking safety in Ireland? Because Ireland is a welcoming country, in safe country, but it's about the management of our resources. Why not use the abundance of office space and camp beds over the winter instead of tents as one listener walked down the IFSC or any part of the city? There's plenty of indoor space that could be used short term, at least over the next six months. Anyway, tents are ridiculous at this time of year. 87 106 uh, the number. Thank you to Enda O'Neill as the head of office at the UNHCR Ireland and Teresa Bushkowska, former Immigrant Council of Ireland and migrant rights expert. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.